Hello everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Game of Porcelain Thrones Dynasty Fantasy Football League podcast, shortened lovingly to the GOPT cast, because I'm not going to repeat that and that's a pain in the butt to put into the computer. Uh, I am the one, the only, uh, last year's champion of the now defunct kind of cross-state league, Michael, uh, future champion, reigning and defending king. Um, what this podcast is for, um, is for mostly me to gloat and, and, uh, make fun of everybody else. Uh, hopefully in the future we will have. Uh, visitors so we can talk crap about everything uh, relating to the the dynasty leagues um, normally what I would have liked to have done is get an episode in before the season started just to do a quick recap over how people drafted how poorly they did um, uh, any teams that I liked kind of set up a power ranking system um, but I have a almost two-year-old I'm starting my masters I have a full-time job and uh, I didn't feel like doing it. So, football has started. I don't really have that much, uh, that many excuses. So, uh, let's get started. We're going to do a, uh, a recap of week one, followed by some really early power rankings, uh, and then some previews looking into week two. Okay, so week one, well, first of all, Leave a comment. Talk in chat. Has the Sleeper app been absolutely terrible? Is it just me and my janky internet? I literally had to erase or uh, delete the program off of my phone and um, and reinstall it because it just it would get stuck in a loop trying to load with the dumb little robot. Uh, it's not dumb. He's adorable, but he's dumb because I had to stare at him for five minutes. Um, anyways. Even though I love Sleeper and I recommend them uh, all the time. Uh, it's an absolute nightmare to use, especially on a desktop. Like, using the Sleeper desktop uh, thing is its absolutely terrible. It's a lot more streamlined on the phone. Anyways, week one recap. Uh, House Johnson, that is myself, uh, had, a, had a pretty easy... Uh, go of it over the team. A team has no name. Um, if I don't know your team name or exactly all of the, the actual Christian names that go along with them, I apologize. Uh, it's just kind of the nature of playing online with a bunch of people that I haven't met half of this league. Uh, hopefully we'll grow together as a band of brothers. But until then, uh, I'm going to be calling you by what I believe your uh, either screen name says, or if you actually put a team name, because about half of you guys haven't even done that. Uh, so my breakdown uh, against a team that has no name was pretty evenly matched um, up until kind of the very end where all I had was DeAndre Hopkins, and he just needed to score like four points in order for me to win. Um, QB matchup, this poor sucker had Baker Mayfield. And he had Lamar Jackson on the bench. Uh, I made the exact opposite choice in my regular league. Uh, it's pretty embarrassing. Uh, Baker, you're kind of banking on the fact that uh, you hope that he hits the kind of record numbers that he hit last year. 
in order to be really fantasy relevant, where you would pick him up and start him all the time. Uh, Lamar Jackson was towards the end, outside of his playoff performance, pretty consistent, and he wasn't great. Uh, his running kind of gave him that upside. He was basically Cam Newton light, and so he had a lot of upside. If he improved his uh, passing capability, which usually when you have these second-year quarterbacks, they, they tend to do that. Um, and even if he dialed down some of the running a little bit, he, he had a ton of upside. Um, specifically looking at the defensive matchups, uh, Tennessee is known for having a good defense compared to the Dolphins, which are trash. So that was just a, that was a bad move. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty simple matchup. I had Dante Pettis because I'm a 49ers homer and he did absolutely nothing. And then I put the Eagles in thinking that they would make easy work out of the Redskins and they got crushed. But despite uh, the bottom of my lineup doing absolutely nothing, still pulled out a pretty comfortable win by about 20 points. Uh, next game, we got Squirts, the Squirts. That's, I, I'm going to hate saying these team names. Uh, I made a terrible mistake. That's John Mark Scott against uh, Team Brad Clough. Creative. Excellent. Um, do what I did. Just Google something. Google fantasy football names. Half of them are going to be Game of Thrones related. Uh, just pick something. Okay. Uh, the Squirts end up winning by about 11 points. Um, thankfully, uh, which is surprising because Brad Clough had um, Deon uh, he had Watson and Kamara both going uh, on Monday night, and that was an excellent game. Very back and forth. Uh, Watson looked like an absolute stud. Um, a lot of leagues will pick him up kind of mid-round, which is, in my opinion, dangerous for a quarterback. But he was up there with the Patrick Mahomeses and Lamar Jacksons as, uh, as far as production. But unfortunately, um, having Corey Davis put up an absolute goose egg and the Jacksonville Jaguars getting uh, mollywopped by the Kansas City Chiefs for a negative four points, uh, it's going to make it hard to, to, to win games. Uh, John Mark was able to pull it out with a Herculean effort from Dak Prescott, uh, Derrick Henry, and T.Y. Hilton, who did a lot better than I thought he was going to do with uh, Jacoby Brissett under center. Um, I, I, I feel like that was a target uh, that people were going to look for trying to get rid of. Uh, Miles Sanders, who had a lot of uh, hype coming into the year, just could not get anything going. Uh, and Tevin Coleman kind of hurting his ankle, but still putting up a reasonable amount of points. More than Corey Davis. So I guess I'll take an injured person that gives me six points over somebody who uh, doesn't catch anything out of three passes. Uh, we got Ken, Fat Ken, 53, with courtesy flush, losing to James Jahir, uh, 12. Once again, pick a team name. Come on now. We're, we're a couple weeks in. This is, some of you guys are holdovers from last year. You know the deal. Okay. Jahir put up a monster week, 139 points. Way to go. Uh, yeah, and he was able to put up 139 points while leaving his tight end slot empty. That's crazy. Uh, 
does he have a tight end on the roster? He has Trey Burden. He had Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis had four, almost 14 points and left on the bench. Like, I understand, like, throw somebody in there. Granted, it didn't come out to bite you. And most of that was because Fat Ken decided to start Jameis Winston, uh, Mr. Uh, Interceptions Incarnate. Even though, granted, it was against the Niners and the Niners defense. If you're going off of last year, uh, they were absolutely, they were like wet tissue paper. Just, they were stopping absolutely nothing. But you got to think, if if you start at a tight end and then you end up losing by like four or five points, you're going to be beating yourself up. Thankfully, it didn't uh, happen this time. Uh, uh, we got Justin Stark against uh, Push On Through. And I'm not 100% sure if Justin named his team the Big Turd of Winterfell before or after this week. Because if it was after his performance, it'd be completely on point because he put up the lowest point total out of anybody in the league. And we're going to discuss that a little bit with the power rankings. He, he took some shots. His running back core is extremely limited with uh, Mixon going down and Sony Michelle doing absolutely nothing, uh, kind of showing the danger of the, the New England backfield especially week one when you have no clue who's going to get what type of touches between Michelle, Burkhead, White. Like, are they going to get any passing work? Like, are they even going to run the ball against the, uh, against the Steelers? Or is that going to be a gun, like a, a shootout, which it ended up not being? Uh, the only kind of upside on those teams are Evan Ingram, and Chris Carson. But if you're relying on your tight end and your flex to carry you, that's uh, that's no bueno. Uh, push on through, pretty much got all of their points from the running backs between Mark Ingram and uh, Christian McCaffrey, who is uh, my number one running back overall at the current time. Uh, especially with kind of how bad the rest of Carolina is playing. He is a shining light on that team, and they're going to run him into the ground as long as he doesn't get injured. Not that he should get injured, but he might hurt your back when you're carrying the rest of the Panthers. Uh, we got Mr. Biscuit. Oh, I didn't even mention. The turd of Winterfell lived up to its name, and it got blown out by 69 points. Nice. All right, next. Uh, DS Animus versus Mr. Biscuit. Uh, DS Animus wins despite Nick Foles and Tyreek Hill going down. Like, he had both kind of really big uh, storylines kind of going in. All he was missing was Antonio Brown, and he would have just been the front page of ESPN. Um, but he had Nick Foles go down and only get seven points. He had Tyreek Hill go down with only 3.1 points. And still managed to pull out a win based off of the strength between uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Alshon Jeffries, and Austin Eckler, who was an absolute monster. Three combined touchdowns between air and ground. I would not necessarily count on that. Indianapolis is kind of garbage. Uh, and it also went to overtime. But still really, really good. And it's not looking good for Melvin Gordon. 
Uh, I don't know if anybody picked him up. If you picked him up, um, good luck. Uh, not a great, not a great choice. Um, and then the last match, uh, we have what is Dez may never die. Barely winning against a team with the wrong Lamar in the lineup, meaning that he put Lamar Miller, who is on injured reserve, in his running back two. Uh, which, um, that's not, that's not, I mean, who am I, aside from the reigning champion, uh, to tell you how to run your team? But you probably shouldn't put a person who's in on injured reserve in your starting lineup. This I'm looking through the 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 lineup and R3D259, which is very catchy of a name, and it's starting to look like Hospice. I think he should just call himself Hospice, or what's what's something from Game of Thrones where a lot of people died? Because I I never watched the show, so I had the Google references. But he's got he's got Spencer Ware, Drew Locke, Nikhil Harry. I don't even know who D Knox is. Dawson Knox. I'm just going through and reading all the people who are either out or on injured reserve. We have a couple questionable. This is... And he still put up 103 points. So he still would have handedly beat Justin by like 20 points. Which is saying something. That's like getting beat in pickup softball against the retirement home. But that's how that team is looking. Uh, what does Des may never die, which is kind of crazy that people are used, still using Des Bryant in their team names when Des Bryant doesn't play anymore. Uh, picked up, uh, Darren Waller, which is excellent. I look to try and pick him up off the waivers, but someone snatched him up, but I don't feel like trading anything for him. Got Patrick Mahomes, who, uh, he, he was okay. 379 yards, three TDs, not as good as Lamar Jackson, but hey. Not too shabby from the the young gentleman in Kansas City. Much respect. We got Matt Burita, who's my favorite. He's going to have a much better uh, time now that Tevin Coleman's out. He jumps to the top of that that roster of a very running back friendly Kyle Shanahan system. Okay, those your weekly recaps. We're going to go on to power rankings now. Um, I did this while I was at break at work, so I mostly just put in teams by how many points they scored uh, previously. Now, as this goes on, once I get a feel for everybody's team, it may not always go with uh, points or win-loss record, but generally how I feel that your team is stacked up. Because there are some people that put up serious points that I don't feel are going to continue that way, that they just hit a couple strides of good luck. Especially with week one, it's hard to really determine a pattern after one week. Currently, the power rankings, number one, we got push on through. With a nice 155 points for, has only spent about $15 on the waiver wire, uh, which is pretty solid. You, hopefully, that doesn't continue as a trend. You don't want to get too cash-strapped. Uh, but with Aaron Rodgers, McCaffrey, Cup, and Allen, Pretty solid all the way through. Got Travis Kelsey. And then you can kind of fill in the blanks with your wide receiver threes and flexes with um, shots down the line. 
It's a lot of good talent. You got Devin Singletary on the bench. Uh, I like that. Kareem Hunt on injured reserve. Got some good talents coming up the pipe. Uh, second, we got Jahir. Only spending $90 of fab. We got a nice 139 uh, points for. I'm sorry if I said that that was the highest. Push on through. You got the highest. Got Carson Wentz, Saquon, and Le'Veon. Just that trio is looking really, really good. Sammy Watkins is looking absolutely bonkers. Um, hopefully he doesn't get hurt, and hopefully he doesn't ghost like he did in the past, because it's not that we question his talent. It's a matter of, can he actually be consistent? Because the problem in the past, when he was with the Rams or when he was with the Bills, was just, can he put it together for 16 games? And he's yet to really show that. But if he can, then that's an absolute uh, stud. Uh, we got the squirts. Hate that. Hasn't spent a single dollar in fab. Gonna have to make a uh, a drop. He's got Antonio Brown on injured reserve. Um, it says that he needs to be moved to the roster, but I have a sneaky suspicion he's gonna go uh, right back into the suspended category. Um, gonna have to remove Tevin Coleman, but if he uh, replaces him, uh, he's gonna be looking good. He got Todd Gurley. And Derrick Henry. That's a really flimsy top two running backs. Because they either are going to be excellent or they're going to drop off the face of the planet. Um, Gurley has already been kind of on a snap count, even though they won't say it. But you see the Malcolm Brown getting a lot of that goal line work that he used to uh, eat up. Um, just something to pay attention to. Oh, uh, we got uh, DS Animus. Gotta scroll down. Yeah, he's he's got a couple of the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs. It's a good little duo. Curious what he's going to do on that bye week. Is he just going to take that L? Eat that L? If you're Jameis Winston. Uh, Austin Eckler and Mark Andrews could uh, really, really provide a ton of value from where they went in drafts. Uh, you got myself. Split in the middle, just above uh, halfway. Um, I like my team. I think I did pretty good. Um, if there's anything to really complain about is I wish on Johnson did a little bit better. But I think I have a pretty solid team. Uh, I really hope that the Eagles defense turns it around because everybody snatched up like eight defenses. The only defenses on the waiver wire are the Bengals and the Raiders. And that sucks because I was really hoping to fly... Uh, stream my defenses, but now i got to stick it out with the Eagles um, or try and trade for a defense, which that feels disgusting. I don't want to do that. But if anybody wants to trade me a decent defense, uh, holler at me. i got some garbage on my bench I'm going to get rid of. Uh, we got uh, Brad Clough coming in. I think he's the highest rated 0-1 player. Um, he just kind of had a bad beat. Um, Deshaun Watson, Alvin Kamara, like I said, uh, he has got a lot of talent. It just, it just some of it didn't line up. Corey Davis needs to leave the the lineup. He doesn't belong there. And then with D.D. Westbrook, Amari Cooper, and Mike Evans, they're gonna hit more often than not. But you run that risk of like 
There, there's a couple boom and bust guys, and if they boom at the right time, your team's going to be excellent. If they don't, then you're going to be very, very frustrated. And that's coming from someone who's had Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, and Dee Westbrook. Not on the same team, but on different teams over the years. That just kind of seems to be their whole deal. Uh, we got Mr. Biscuit, who I played this upcoming week, who has some good names. We got Russell Wilson and Zeke. Julian Edelman, which with the return of um, Mr. A.B., who I just can't stand. Um, if he ends up playing, which I really doubt it, I'm very curious as to what that's going to do with Julian Edelman. Um, man, we got we just got a, a nice chunk of... It's like if you mixed certain aspects of the Seahawks and certain aspects of the Patriots, and you're like, they're two good teams. They should be good. I don't think the Seahawks are going to be as good. And the pieces of <laughs> New England that you picked up, might see a, a, a regression, um, even though I like James White. James White seems to consistently have work. Yeah, he had 10 points. He seems to always be uh, pretty consistent, despite that like three-headed uh, monster in the in the running game. And you got my boy Kittle, my boy Stone Cold George Kittle. He's going to be pretty consistent. Uh, we where am I? What is Dez? Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me no more. Which is from now on what I'm calling your team until you change it. Uh, I don't know how you're this low. Oh, yes, I do. You have James Conner and Philip Lindsay as your top two running backs. That's not great. And you have Allen Robinson and Jarvis Landry. That's not great because you're cut. You're you're really hoping that Denver is in winning situations with Flacco. So that game scripts dominate or allow you to run more often than having to huck and chuck it down the field. Because Senor Flacco likes to only throw it right around the the line of scrimmage, which means you're going to be in long yardage situations most of the time. Which means that Philip Lindsay is not going to be in really advantageous uh, situations to, to get some good runs in. Jarvis Landry and uh, Allen Robinson need to rely on Baker Mayfield and that, not necessarily Mayfield, but that really bad offensive line. Like, if Baker's getting pummeled the whole time, Landry's not going to get the type of volume that you need from him. And Allen Robinson, you need to count on Trubisky being good. Which he can be, but it's not fantastic. There's other good things. Uh, Josh Gordon, uh, yeah, he's good. You better hope that uh, Antonio Brown doesn't actually make it to the field because I feel like that's going to eat into Josh Brown. It would be like when Randy Moss played. Like, that was the only part of the offense that really mattered. I like Emmanuel Sanders on the bench, though. He had 17 points. Play Emmanuel Sanders. And even though, like, I know I I just kind of took a dump on – Flacco, Emmanuel Sanders is just good. So even if he gets these little bubble screens, he's actually able to do something with it. And you have two defenses. They're both trash, so I don't necessarily want them. Just just pointing that out. You don't need to. You can only play one at a time. Uh, uh, we have number salad, R3D259. 
Uh, Darren Williams is very interesting. Because he scores a touchdown. He looks good. But the problem is, is when uh, Shady gets into that system, how does that affect his numbers? That might be someone to look at trying to trying to dump and get the most amount of value from uh, before you see his target share kind of go down. Robbie Anderson, I really like. Zach Ertz is my boy. Wait, so you have... You have Darren Williams, or Damien Williams, sorry, and Shady McCoy on your team. That's weird. That seems counterproductive. Are you just waiting to see who takes that job? I don't know. That's weird. And you have Nikhil Harry, who's on injured reserve in your lineup. Fix that. You also have Drew Locke, who's on injured reserve. Put him on injured reserve. You have Spencer Ware, who's on the pup. Put him in injured reserve. Like, you... Well, you only have two spots. So I would suggest figuring out one of these people. You have Lamar Miller, who's on injured reserve. How do you have three? You have four people that qualify for injured reserve in two slots, and you haven't used them. So you can put two of them in the slot and then keep the other two on your bench. This is buck wild. And you have three defenses, and you chose to start the Giants. I guess it's against Buffalo. But the Giants are trash. Even though Buffalo is trash. Um, hmm. Well, you have the Rams and the Saints, and they're playing each other. Not fantastic. I'm saying at least with the Rams, you might get a couple sacks. That might help. But if you're playing against the Bills, they're going to be running around and, and stuff. They got rid of Eli Apple. Uh, they, they gutted that defense for, for parts for some reason. A uh, team that has no name. There we go. There you go. You put Lamar Jackson as your starting quarterback. Smart. So hopefully your team looks good. So hopefully you just perform better. Um, you just made some bad choices with your lineup and they just did not work out for you. Got the Titans versus Indy versus Cowboys and Washington. I would not put the Cowboys defense against Washington over the Titans with Indy. I have more faith. After seeing Washington kind of walk all over Philadelphia's defense, and coming into the season, I thought Philadelphia's defense was better than the Cowboys defense. I just honestly think that Washington is going to do better, just in general, than uh, Indianapolis is, despite the success that uh, um, the Colts had this week. And I just think the Titans' defense is, in general, better than the Cowboys' defense. Uh, courtesy Flush, my boy Ken, coming up at number 11 out of 12. Not great. Oh, and they're in the same division. Holy crap. Division 1... If push on through doesn't just sweep this division, because you're there with with courtesy flush and big turd of Winterfell, Ken, dude, you got Jameis Winston, Dalvin Cook is the and Michael Thomas are the only things that look good on your team. Everything else looks like hot trash. You better hope AJ Green gets healthy. 
And you better hope that Daniel Jones takes over. I mean, you got the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. you have any other QBs? Jesus. Really? Okay, I'm done. Your team sucks, except for Cook and Thomas. You're lucky that Justin's team did so poorly, or else I would put you at 12. Oh, Justin, my boy. You've been listening to too many podcasts, because I listen to the same ones, and you run the risk of what I did last year in my home league, which I tried to get really cute. I tried to get really cute with my lineup and put in a bunch of, like, they could hit, they could win. You're putting in your Sony Michelle's. You're putting in your uh, DJ Moore's. Your uh, Marquez Valdez Scantlings. Hoping for the best. Your Josh Allens. He should save us on the legs. Um, you need some consistency. And that's one thing that I've had to learn. Is basically like you need to have a nice balance of people that are going to have a high floor, and then you have one or two spots which are high ceiling, high risk, high reward type guys. You have a lot of guys that are a lot of potential, but also have the potential to just giving you absolute butt numbers, which is what happened. All right, uh, let's wrap this up with a preview of next week. Uh, first up, because just how my app has it lined up, uh, me versus Mr. Biscuit. I don't know why it's projecting me so low. It's absolutely disrespectful. Um, the only thing I don't like is one of my flexes is Rex Burkhead. And I, I, that's probably going to change. I don't know who I'm going to change it to. I don't like him there. Maybe put Curtis Samuel in there. Hope for the best. I don't know. They're against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay sucks. But it, there's no way that that 73% win percentage. That's garbage. Uh, we got Jahir versus Brad Clough. I think this is a good makeup game for for Clough. I think he can he can get it done. Uh, help even out that thing. It was a he had a close loss. I think. Uh, I think his people will, will kind of come through. Hopefully Mike Evans, Cooper, Fuller. Uh, as long as he replaces Davis. I don't like Davis on there. And I'd be worried about Jacksonville versus Houston, looking at how Jacksonville did against um, Kansas City. And obviously Houston's not the same as Kansas City, but the quarterbacks are taking that step forward. There are not many defenses I would like against Houston. Uh, my match of the week is this push on through versus the squirts. Okay. So these are my, uh, number one versus number three in my power rankings. Um, if squirts replaces Coleman, they're going to be projected at roughly the same place. I, I really don't let the 83% prediction scare you. I think that's going to be a lot closer than it looks. Uh, uh, turd of Winterfell versus Courtesy Flesh. That's the toilet bowl of the week. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna want to watch that. I give it an over under of like 200, 250 or so. It's gonna be trash. Uh, last one. What is Des? Baby, don't hurt me. Versus Animus. The battle of Chiefs versus the Chiefs. 
You guys are allowed to switch up your, your thing. There's a lot of... The game, though, kind of watch out for this one is you have you better hope that Oakland shows up against Kansas City and it's not just an absolute one-sided affair because Animus has a handful of... Um, a handful of Raiders, and if Mahomes does what Mahomes does, they're going to need to air it out, and I'm not 100% sure Carr has enough weapons to kind of stack up uh, against that. Well, that is our kind of run-through of the week. Um, let me know in chat things uh want to consider. Um, if you want to eventually be a part of this, I'm going to try and shoot for recording on Wednesday nights, get it out Thursday before um, Thursday night football. That's my current uh, timing. Uh, if that actually happens, uh, we'll see. But that's my hope. So uh, I will see you guys next week. Have a good week of fantasy football. I hope all your teams uh, get injured and die and my team reigns supreme. Adios.